Hi, this is Joe Rand. I'm excited I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. I'm super happy to have with me today a friend, a colleague, Chris Heller. Uh, Chris is the Chief Real Estate Officer, interesting title, for Ojo Labs, which is one of the most innovative tech companies based out of Austin, Texas. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good, Brad. How are you doing? I'm good. Now, did I pronounce Ojo Labs properly? Or is the you did. No, you didn't. You, okay. didn't. you didn't use your California uh, pronunciation. So. Yeah, there you go. And you're holed up in Austin, Texas. That How's that? Like everywhere? It's just isolated and lonely and yeah it's um it is it's probably it's probably like a lot of places there uh, you know i'm in a sort of an urban setting so i get the i have a nice view but i'm in a i'm in a sixth floor of a condo and uh so from early in the morning till the end of the day i'm in this guest room uh, doing zoom meetings and talking to people like you and then uh, get out to do a bike ride or go for a walk no, good. You're getting out. That's the important thing. Yeah. Hey, hey Chris, I, uh, you're, you're a, been a leader of the industry for some time. So you, you, you've seen it from a lot of angles, um, you know, from KW to Loan Depot. I interviewed Anthony yesterday. That was a trip. And <laughs> now with the tech companies, you have a really good view. And I'd like to chat about that as well, the kind of industry and where we're at. But what I really interested in is something you sent me early this morning, <laughs> uh, and it was uh, some data that Ojo Labs has uncovered about consumer behavior. And I was impressed with the conclusion, some interesting things about buyer psychology. Uh, could we run through kind of the high level findings and any color or stories you could add to it? But one is there are some buyers out there, it's unfortunately a smaller cohort, but they are, leaning into buying and, and, and moving at, you know, furious pace to get into a house. Tell me what, tell me what that data is telling and who that is. Yeah. So here, so let me just start off a little broad and then I'll go narrow. We we're always obsessed with, you know, helping people make decisions and how people make decisions because that helps us better be able to help them. Uh, so the study we did was with uh, 200 home buyers who had already had plans to buy a home prior to the pandemic hitting. Um, and there were four main areas that we sort of focused on. One was, uh, or four, let's say four areas of findings that we focused on. Uh, one was that financial uncertainty and the social distance uh, removes the illusion of control from buyers. So people, when they're not able to go look at homes, uh, don't feel as they have as much control. 80% of the buyers uh, that we surveyed said that they've either delayed or even stopped their their time, uh, their process of looking for a home altogether. And, uh, and half of those said that their inability to see homes in person was one of the reasons for the delay or the main reason for the delay. Now, what's interesting is we come in contact with consumers all the time, and the consumers were coming in contact since the uh, COVID-19 has hit. Um, are actually, uh, and this is what you were alluding to, are actually looking at, I think, the current situation as an opportunity and are moving forward. 
either because they have to move, you know, life events taken place or they were in the middle of the process. They had sold a home and now they need to buy a home. Uh, I have a, a friend, I got an email yesterday from a friend in San Francisco who was a bit confused. You know, she said, yeah, she, uh, there's, there's fewer homes for sale than there's ever been before. Me and my boyfriend have been looking to buy. Uh, the property that I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago is still for sale. Normally it would have been gone in a day. I'm, I'm confused, you know, how to negotiate right now. And I said, don't, uh, don't um, misconstrue the, the lack of inventory with a red hot market. You're, what you're seeing is a lack of inventory because of the pandemic market. And this is a- What do you mean pandemic? I've heard uh, pandemic recovery or corona, corona correction, but what do you mean by pandemic market? Yeah, so there's, there's, there's certain things that pretty much nationwide that we're seeing, and that is fewer homes coming on the market. Right? So we have inventory levels down uh, everywhere in- So sellers are going, I can't sell my house now. No, I can't let any people in. I don't want to, I can't get rid of the kids. I can't clean up the house. It's not going to show well. I got enough on my plate without Jesus selling my house is a big traumatic deal. Is that, is that why? Yeah. So you have some that they were planning to put their home on the market at this time of the year, which is a popular time to do that. And they say, Whoa, this is not the right time to do it. It's not a good time to do it. And then you have the people that were either already on the market to say, I'm sheltering in place. The last thing I want are strangers traipsing through my house. I'm going, I'm taken off the market. So yeah, we saw uh, in the hardest hit areas about 60% decline in inventory and um, overall uh, about inventories down uh, in 30 or the 60 markets that we watch are down about 30%. So you have less homes on the market for those reasons. But then you, in your data, you show that there's a big cohort that aren't in the market at all on the buy side, but this expedited group there are reasons that they seem to be jumping at the opportunity, right? And it's kind of the classic low interest rates. They think they can get a good deal. And they're also feeling like, maybe like you, stuck in a townhouse on the, what floor are you on, Chris? Sixth floor? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're going, I want a little single family house. Maybe out of ways, because I don't ever go to the office again. What's the reasoning in there? Is, do yeah, I, have I, think, I think all of those play into it. I think the, the lifestyle and home style um, will feel that more in, in the months to come. There's certainly people that are sheltered in place that are going, wow, um, now that I'm spending all this time in this place, it's not exactly, it's not exactly how I want it to be. You know, I wish my kitchen was nicer since I'm using it three times a day instead of you know, three times a week. I wish uh, so after, we had more living space. I wish we had. Does that, after, does that continue, you think, Chris, after COVID? I mean, are people going to, I guess if they continue to work from home, which some companies will, then people have to evaluate their houses whether they're suited to work at home, right? Is that? It, yeah, that I, I think the, um, look, there's a, there's, uh, what we know is there's always a certain portion of the population that's going to go back to normal or back to what was considered normal before. I think there's a certain percentage of the population that um, may never go back to how it was. And individuals and companies are viewing working from home completely different. I know we are, I know I am. Even, you know, I still have a real estate team in San Diego. I have a, a brokerage with 375 agents in San Diego. Um, you know, I'm looking at all that differently. 
And so I think a lot of people- Office space, by the way, how much office space do you have for 375 agents? Too much, <laughs> uh, about 15,000 square feet. Tell me why, you know, I, rant, I ranted about this on the stage and in my articles for years, like what's with you cats having all this, when you have a mobile workforce, like we do at Inman, we've been mobile for four years. I mean, to virtual for four years. Why, why did people hold on to that cost structure which eroded your entirely your margin? What, what, why do you think it isn't a great maybe that this is a forcing function for you all to rethink that? Oh, trip? absolutely. I mean, look at in 2006, when, when I launched that business, <clears throat> it was, you know, it was a different world. And, you know, now in, in 2020, um, and, and fortunately, at least it's coming up soon. Um, there, there was, there is definitely a different strategy that will be implemented uh, with with that office, and I think a lot of brokers across the country are, are are looking at that. You can almost imagine, Chris, that oh, people hate when I make this comparison, but I will anyway. That with some simple technology, agents anywhere, everywhere not anywhere, everywhere beyond local. I think you need a local agent, but can just be deployed to deliver those services. One from calling them into action, maybe not from a slapping ads on a portal, but actually with an app, you know, with the broker can deploy agents systematically and smartly based on their skill set, and not based on how many are sitting in an office. I mean, it just seems like it could be a real structural altercation of uh, of, of how we deliver real estate, right? In a good way. Well, Brad, I think we're going, I think things are evolving that way anyways. I think yeah. what's happening now is accelerating a lot of that evolution. What does that look like, Chris? I don't want to get away from you. I mean, hey gang, the entire survey results that Ojo Lab has is being written up by one of our reporters at Inman, which we'll send you. And I assume that they can also get the whole report from you on consumer behavior, Chris? Yeah, yeah, ojo.com. Okay. And we'll go back and get a more taste, a little taste of that. But you're a smart guy. You've always seen these trends coming around the bend. How does the changing landscape of real estate industry structure look like a little different, maybe going, let's say next year, what do you think? Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, a lot of brokerages and a lot of agents that aren't going to come out the other side of this. Um, and, and, and partly because we don't know when the other side of this is and what it right. looks like. We don't know what next winter is, 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 you know, has in store for us. I, I have some, I, I have some bets I'd be willing to make, but, but no one knows with certainty. Uh, and so there were a lot of, of companies and agents that were sort of marginally going along and, and had what they thought was a, a path to success or to, to bigger profit margins. But this has, this has stopped that coal. And so some of those just simply won't be here. The brokers that are here, and the agents that are here, um, will absolutely will have by then remargined their businesses, and that means getting rid of spaces. Uh, you know, my team went from a, a co-work space that we we're spending five thousand a month on to work from home, and I am strongly, you know, considering never going back. You know, because we haven't. It hasn't impacted us. It hasn't. It hasn't. Uh, you know, at Ojo, we have an office here with 125, 130 people in it. And, and before the pandemic, we're looking at expanding into potentially a second office here to grow the company, but with more people working from home or having the option to do that. 
so as far as the industry goes, yeah, there's going to be fewer. Uh, there'll be smaller offices. The people will be uh, consumers and agents and brokers will be more accustomed to, to interacting virtually, to doing things um, as they're doing them now. You know, people's, uh, consumers' uh, uh, digital behavior has, again, has really been amplified with all this, right? More people spending more time doing more things online than they ever had before and doing new things online that they hadn't before. Hi, this is Laura Monroe, and I'm excited I may be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you've been coming to us for Inman Connect. Now we're coming to you. Sign up for Inman Connect now, June 2nd to June 4th at Inman.com. Well, and also, Chris, some of these industry habits weren't about the consumer. I mean, open houses were a way to get leads. And... Uh, you know, walking people through houses is a way to try to move the customer from no to yes. And those weren't necessarily consumer centric behaviors and patterns. And I hope that we move to, you know, maybe, I don't know, this is idealistic on my part, move to what's best for the customer, like service instead of sales and not using a half an hour showing a house, moving some from no to yes. I know those are all sales tactics that are important to real estate and I want to diminish their value, but come on, maybe we can, maybe we can do more transactions more efficiently and, and agents can do more volume without wasting all this time on things that seemingly help their business, but aren't necessarily in the best interest of the consumer. Do I have that wrong? No, I don't think you do. Like I've said for 30 years, uh, over 30 years now, um, open houses are, are, for selling someone's home are a waste of time. And, it, and it's, a poor, it's a poor experience for the seller, a horrible experience for the seller. You know, you have to leave your house on the weekend for several hours and clean it all up and have a bunch of people there traipsing through it that the agent simply is, is you know, doing lead generation to go sell other houses. Um, you know, what will be interesting is people physically looking at homes was largely a, um, a process of elimination for buyers. You know, in the home search is sort of a, a process of elimination, right? They start broad and they start eliminating things. And, and one of the ways people would eliminate homes is by physically going in and, you know, going, ah, I don't like the feel of this. I don't like the look of this. I don't like the positioning. Um, I think we're going to see more people start to make those decisions, uh, you know, doing it virtually, right. which, which, you know, really impacts, you know, how homes are presented online, how effectively they're presented online, uh, because, you know, we no longer or will lose some of the uh, benefit of having someone actually go see the home. Decisions will be made before they go see homes now. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And it, it should clear the way for some really smart tech companies to innovate. Um, you know, I talked talk to Pete Flynn and Spencer Roscoff, founder of Zillow and Trulia, and they said the greatest innovation in real estate's always happened during weird times. Like, the dot-com crash and uh, the, um, the, you know, the uh, 9-11 and then the financial crisis. And there's a lot of cool companies right now working, particularly on the transaction side, which, are, which is interesting. Let's go back to the consumer data. Anything else that our listeners here would be interested in that you think is important to consider, particularly as realtors and our listeners are trying to focus on, you know, what is it that consumers want right now so that they can they can play their best hand when they're talking to the customers. 
Yeah, we had, um, I'll just give you some of the numbers that I thought were interesting. You know, 43% of the buyers said that kitchen style is more important to them now than ever before. Um, and I can, you know, not that I'm a big cook, but I went from uh, me and my wife cooking maybe four or five times a year to, to now <laughs> cooking, you know, um, all you're like a New Yorker, Chris, if you only do it at four or five times a year. <laughs> hey, I've, I've always lived close to a Whole Foods, so I've been lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have another, another thing that we, we learned um, that, again, for the people who are looking to do something now, that this pandemic does feel like a home, a home buying opportunity. Um, and so that's, a, that's that cohort of buyers that we talked about that are, that are doing Do you think now. sellers are going to get the ones that... I assume the ones that are selling have to sell. So there's a little more of a desperation situation and therefore they might be more likely to negotiate. I, I think that's absolutely the case. You know, I, I responded to my friend's email in San Francisco yesterday saying that if someone's on the market now, they are motivated. Um, there no one's out, no one's on the market now to test the market. The people that and are saying take some, it's probably some situations you know, liquidity is everything now, right? We all know that. And uh, I'm sure there's some homeowners, not even desperate, just going, oh, I better get in on this before the whole party crashes. Or I need some liquidity to get through this because I don't have the income I thought I was going to have. Um, you know, we've interviewed a few tech companies that offer these programs where you can, you know, sell your house, lease it back. And some of this is probably going to take hold just because the need for liquidity here in a bad economic situation is going to be higher, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. I think, <clears throat> I think some will take hold and I think some actually may go the other direction. The, uh, the biggest issue is that the, um, a lot of people, um, like I said, a lot of people are just delaying, which is normal, right? In times of change or uncertainty, there's a, a wait and see type attitude or, um, you know, we're going to, to hold off. Um, what's interesting now, though, um, as opposed to other times, because people are, you know, sheltering in place and spending more time in, online, you know, we, we're seeing uh, an increase in the number of people that are actually viewing homes. You know, our, um, our, our home app, the Ojo product, you know, we've saw a 103% uh, increase um, from February, you know, until about April. So as as people are spending more time at home looking at properties more whether that's an escape whether that whether that's like we said before people um coming hey, from it's so simple and the industry should hear this loud and clear it's not just sellers don't want the inconvenience of an open house but if you give people a good virtual experience guess what more buyers will look at the house not not fewer more buyers will be looking at these houses right i mean it's just so obvious yeah, there's there's the 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 viewing um, the viewing process on uh, the online viewing process is is never been more important, and and I don't think that goes back. You know, I think people get accustomed to things uh, and behaviors very quickly, especially in especially in this world. You know, it's the, the Amazon effect, right? We our expectations once we're exposed to something, it's, we don't like to go backwards. No, we don't. Although I did throw my rumba in the in the pool because some, <laughs> some technology is actually annoying. Another one that's annoying is 
is strip marketing. I hope it never comes back. You know, that's about the, you know, I think they call it drip marketing because it's like torture. Um, I hope we never go back to that stuff either. I mean, there's some technology here that's proving to be useless, annoying, and uh, some that's proving to be really valuable, like you say. Anything else on the, on the data side? You know, there was um, one of the other things we saw was uh, because of the decline in inventory um, that there's, there's, and this is not a big stretch, but there is, uh, there is pent up demand being created. And, and that, that's going to show up at some point. Uh, you know, many of the people that we talked to who had delayed or postponed their plans, uh, unless they are financially impacted, you know, a job loss or, um, you know, a sole proprietor whose business is way down, they, um, they will be back into the market. And with, with interest rates as, you know, attractively low as they are, you know, we anticipate that there will be a, uh, you know, some uh, of that pent up demand hitting the market. Um, I don't think it'll be a, I don't think we're in for a, you know, a, a bouncing back up to where we were. I think it'll, it's going to be a herky jerky thing for the, the next 12, 18, 24 months as this plays out. Yep. Great stuff, Chris. Any other uh, words of wisdom to the Inman community before we, uh, we check out here today? Yeah, I think, I think our, and hopefully the community knows this, but you know, there's, as you said, the drip marketing, those type of things, is not what we as consumers want. You know, what we want is value and agents need to be focused on how they can deliver value. Um, they have to be deepening the connections they have, making new connections and, and doing it where they're actually providing things of value or using technology that helps them provide value to their consumers. If they do that, they'll have people to do business with and people don't want to do business with them. You nailed it, man. Hey, always good to talk to Chris Holler, one of the leaders of the industry. What I like about him, he's calm and cool and collected. And uh, we need more of that in these uh, dramatic times we live in. Uh, thank you very much for uh, being on the show today, Chris. And this is Brad Inman checking out with my daily dispatch.